The following programme is presented in its original form. It may contain some content or insensitive dialogue that does not reflect JFPN's corporate views. JFABE characters are fictitious and do not reflect the personal lives of the actors portraying them. Listener discretion is advised. JFABE Podcast Network shows contain naughty language and controversial opinion and is therefore intended for a mature audience only. You can block access to this and other podcasts by not fucking listening to it. If you don't like us, go read a book or something. Forever. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. <laughs> you are listening to the Beard and Bear Unhappy Hour. Here on the JFABE Podcast Network, that's JFPM, for those of you in the know. Coming down the aisle, weighing in at Beard, is Beard. And already in the ring. Um, I guess it's going to be me, so yeah, yeah, I'll say, I'll say Bear. <laughs> Yay! Beard Yay. and bear! Yay. Unhappy hour! Yay! <laughs> should, we, should we let this song kick in? I think we should. Yeah. Yeah. This week, we will go through our expectations for Money in the Bank. We will also give you a recap of what's happening on Raw, what's happening on SmackDown. We'll talk about Bray Wyatt and his crazy new Slipknob mask, hence the music. And of course, all of the things that are going on in the wonderful world of everywhere else. AEW, that kind of thing. That's dope. (laughs) Before we do that, Jay, what's going on, man? Yeah, I'm, I'm great. Off today, doing a podcast, you know. Why life's good. All of your favourite things. Exactly. All of your favourite things. How are you, Rich? <laughs> I'm really good, man. I'm having so much fun. Um, I, I uh, working, working hard. I'm going to just turn that, turn it down now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was really noisy. I'm going to have to change my application because that is just too much. Um, yeah. So really, really having good fun. We recently, of course, today, in fact, today is Saturday, the 18th of the fifth. Um, we started our seminal broadcast of our progress wrestling podcast. Um, that's our progress. That is now available where all good podcasts are found, specifically anchor.fm forward slash jfabe. Um, That is also the host of this, The Beard and Bear Unhappy Hour. um, Spotify. (laughs) Yep, of course, we are available on all of our usual channels, as Jay has mentioned um, with his... Yeah, Jay Jay has indeed mentioned one of them we're available on anchor apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify breaker overcast pocketcast radio public and stitcher um really enjoy all of the messages that we get from you guys in our anchor message box one day we may even play some of them um because we may actually receive some we're also available on twitter um twitter hosts myself and jay um that is at 
jfabe podcast i think um i don't know just just search for jfabe you'll probably find it um cool let's go into this week and all of that all of that malarkey jay um over to you who is the only one out of the two of us who has watched much wrestling this week um oh cool I, raw yeah raw was in london raw so <laughs> raw was in london yeah, this week here too I hear it is at the O2 Arena in London this week, um, and uh, I, a little birdie told me, I think it may have been you, that <laughs> it started in a very original manner. It did. With a promo in the middle of the ring. Um, in this instance, Ms. TV and his guest, Roman Reigns. And then they plug money in the bank. The two ladder matches. So they plug that before they plug their own matches. And also talk about the wild card rule. Again. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> the wild card rule. So, uh, what's the um, what's Vince McMahon's um change to the wild card rule this week? Apparently, it's the same. Oh, excellent, yeah. excellent! And that's the same in respect that we also now have Roman Reigns on both shows. We do have Roman Reigns on both shows, so now he's having his face on the screen as much as he can yet again. Yeah, let's um let's segue into this actually, um because you know this is this is a this is a place where we talk about all things wrestling, including including the things that we are quite tired of. Um, so Roman Reigns is now being crammed down our throats once again. Um, Vince McMahon appears to have invented this rule specifically specifically to allow Roman Reigns well, and a couple of his other top performers to go across brand. Apparently, USA Network and Fox wanted to get rid of the brand split, and this is Vince McMahon's way of a compromise by introducing the wildcard rule. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, that's it's quite a compromise because it obviously just means that we just get Roman Reigns at the top of every hour. Yeah. Um, pretty much. Good compromise, um, isn't it? <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, are we starting to get to the point where goodwill for Roman Reigns is starting to wane, do you think? Well, I mean, yeah, I think so. If you, if, I mean, if yeah. you're not going to build him back up properly, uh, he's not necessarily in a title picture at the moment, but he is... He is still Superman. There. Yeah, he's, he's, he's there a lot in the forefront. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, it's... He I don't mind well... people... Yep, yeah, go on be the champion on both brands yeah you might as well be well, the champion on both brands he's on tv that much yeah no I, I i get that i get that i understand that it's um it's frustrating to say the very least that um they had fire in the bottle with roman reigns when he came back that's the thing they they literally had finally managed to get him in a position where they wanted him um and Vince McMahon's rule when it comes to a commodity that is as marketable as Roman Reigns, because I'll be the first to admit, he is a marketable wrestler, um, sorry, superstar. He is a marketable personality, and genuinely he comes across an all right kind of guy. Um, his image is good, all of these things are great, but you leave them wanting more. That's your job. Your job is to make people want more. Of this person not to make them want to see less of him yeah if if he becomes synonymous as synonymous with the wwe brand i mean and 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 then you've also got this you've also got this the big dog thing that michael cole does which we were all sick of three years ago now 
he tries to make it, and I, I bless Michael Cole. He's a horrible person, so I've heard backstage. But regardless of that, um, you know, he is trying his he is trying his best with what he's got. But he is forced to make it sound like it's a fucking surprise every time he comes out. Why? Why is Michael Cole the guy whose job it is to sit there and watch wrestling? Why is he the only fucking person surprised that Roman Reigns is once again at the top of the fucking card? Curtain jerking, fucking closing the card. Ugh, it, it, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> why is your neck in? Yeah. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Coming out of the gate strong today. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah. So Lashley, yeah, Lashley Elias. Well, Shane comes out, interrupts them. Lashley Elias attacks them. They have a tag match. Ends in DQ. Shane uh, interferes, grabs Roman out of the ring. It's all done. Uh, they start beating Roman down. Miz gets a chair, swings it around. They all on the ramp and fuck off. Oh, phenomenal. Um, so, uh, last week's Raw was considered one of the worst Monday Night Raws ever um, by the hardcore contingent of fans. It was on the back of the April 29th Raw, of course, um, which had 2.158 million viewers, which was, of course, a record low for Monday Night Raw. Um, this week, um, they, well, May the 6th, um, which was, of course, um, the worst Monday Night Raw of all time when the wildcard rule was introduced and we decided to go out of our way to specifically criticize it by dropping an early podcast. We were that disgusted. Um, 2.224 million viewers. So it actually increased by around about 50,000 viewers um, based on the metrics. Um, Raw's key competition this week was just the Bachelorette, so the NBA playoffs were not a factor this time, so that's probably why there was the uptick, but even then that's a great example of um, that's a great example of fans just just kind of tuning in because they don't really give very much of a shit. Um, was it the O2 Arena London is considered an A-city, which means that the average attendance is 9,235. Um, the average ticket price at the O2 Arena, I'm going to do this in American money, just so because I don't want you to be comparing apples to oranges, um, but it's $39 um, in American money on average. Um, the estimated live gate as a result for WWE Raw this week was $360,165. Um, the most viewed um, was Samoa Joe meeting Dominic. Um, that was on YouTube. That was the most viewed over the last week from last week's Terrible Raw. The least views was Lucha House Party Dazzle against local competitors, <laughs> which was just, that was just 900,000 views short of a million. So, so 114,000 views there. Um, that kind of sets the sets the tone. Um, any thoughts on this whole Roman Reigns consistently punching people in the face kind of thing that he's been doing? Well, it needs to stop. They need to actually create something that's actually worth watching. Yeah. 
It's just depressing, isn't it? Um, I mean, people think they're going to fold, but they've got too much money going on to fold. So, yeah, they just need to improve um, their products. So, um, obviously, there are some things that do improve um, with the product. Sometimes a wrestler is so underutilized, so brutally underutilized, that all they can do is go away and really think about a way to improve themselves and just put their image to the next level. Um, and, of course, this week we were introduced to somebody who had done just that. I am, of course, talking about Mojo Rawley drawing some pen on his face. <laughs> What the fuck, Jay? What in the actual fuck? I think it's supposed to represent the cracked mirror. And that then reflects onto his personality that it's now cracked. He's the gritty reboot of Luna Vachon, isn't he? That. That's what this he's is. Just he's just hyped in a whole new way. He's he's the gritty reboot of Luna Vachon. Um, that is what is <laughs> happening right here. This is this is Mojo Rawley is the Dark Knight meets Luna Vachon reboot. It is stupid. Well, at least he got to squash um, Polo Cruz. You know, that's that's good. I just think it's good that he's moved on after his 2006 divorce from Gangrel. Um, anything <laughs> of note in regards to this um, to this Apollo Crews um, defeat here, other than the fact that possibly one of the most promising um, young um, African-American athletes in WWE is jobbing to a guy who has pen on his face. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah no well maybe turn it back to performance center to work on his promos for Polo Cruz but other than that he's a sound wrestler well I don't know I don't know what's wrong with his promos there's nothing better than him just smiling and waving I mean Tyler Bate did great with that yeah I guess so I guess when it's in a tournament situation that's (laughs) alright Uh, no, no, Apollo Crews, go work on yourself, mate. Um, everything else is great. Um, and WWE, stop squashing Apollo Crews because he could at least, he's at least at Rob Van Dam level at the moment. All right, maybe not. Rob Van Dam level, which year? Um, like right now? Uh, <laughs> yeah, about right now. Oh. <laughs> Because he, he misses spots <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So does Apollo okay. Crews. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Sure. I don't know. I don't know. All right, then. Let's Definitely say, your opinion. Let's say Rob Van Dam <laughs> circa 98. No. Maybe no, 2005. I don't know. What I'm trying to get across <laughs> is that the problem with Rob Van Dam and why he never made it that far in the WWE was the simple fact that when your personality is, I like to wrestle and also smoke dope, there's not really much you can do in the way of compelling storylines. Rob Van Dam had no kayfabe. I mean, literally, I have more kayfabe than Rob Van Dam at this stage. Um, that's how little kayfabe he has. And it's kind of the same with Apollo Crews. There's just so that's nothing, going with that. nothing right. to him. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now we've just destroyed Apollo Crews. Uh, Sammy Zayn asked for a four count anywhere with Strowman. Um, if he, if Roman Strowman loses, he'd have money in the bank. That means he's in. Ah, okay. That was a backstage ah, okay. segment. Yeah, well, um, 
yeah, I mean, it's uh, basically we don't want uh, uh, WWE basically does not want Broman Strowman on any form of pay per view. Uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, you said Broman Strowman. Yeah, I know. I was I was repeating it because you said it. That was the joke. Did I? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Didn't realise. <laughs> nice. <laughs> then I pick it up with you and you're just like, you said it first, Jay. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the dialogue crackles like pudding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Bra- um, Braun Strowman, they just do not want him to be in any match of any validity um, on the card because I assume they're working under the premise that if they if they put him in that money in the bank situation for instance then it would be a major knock for his character to do anything other than win it um, uh, this is the logic I think they have I don't think it's the correct logic um, because what better place for you to put other people over when you're a giant than in a multi-man match um it that's it's backwards logic as far as i'm concerned but anyway that's my thoughts on that um but at least we don't have to see the start of the match where all the competitors go after braun Strowman because he's the biggest guy in the ring well and then braun Strowman with his super strength gets everyone off him and they all fall over well yeah i mean it depends who else is on the card i swear oh yeah yeah where he does the hulk thing where he spreads his arms and they all just fall back like you're watching it yeah like you're watching a cartoon yeah yeah. Um don't have to watch that anymore. Yeah, I suppose until we see his next um Yeah, until we see his next multi man match, I suppose. Um so Money in the Bank. Um are we going to just should we just spoil this Sammy result there? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, go ahead. Sami Zayn's going to Money in the Bank. Um so now they'll do that spot with Drew McIntyre instead. Um I will talk later about our picks for the Money in the Bank um, ladder match and also who's in it. Um, yeah, any thoughts yeah. about the Sami Zayn um, being thrown into a bin angle? I mean, the fact that he's back after being thrown <laughs> into a bin like the week after, yeah. that kind of ruins WWE logic because usually when they are thrown into a bin, people do not come back for at least three or four months. Well, that's Sammy Zayn. He's made of tough stuff. Yeah, tougher stuff than the average man. So, yeah, there's a strange new dynamic with um, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Okay. Um, in what way? Um, Alexa Bliss seems to... Well, on Twitter, Nikki Cross was like, um, she talks, I listen, kind of thing. They're like, friends. Or, as I would put it, her new toy. Alexa Bliss's new toy is Nikki Cross. Oh, okay. Um, does she call her a toy? No, 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 no. She has like these friends that she just uses and and then ditches. This would be another example of that. Ah, fair play. Why? Well, okay. So this is uh, say a prediction for money in the bank. Okay, go for it. Okay, so my prediction for winning the bank is because Cross is now in because Alexa Bliss now has a concussion still. So yeah, Cross yeah, is yeah. In. So um, just to update everybody who's not fully aware, that means that the m- female Money in the Bank ladder match um, is Alexa Bliss, Bailey, Natalia, Naomi, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Mandy Rose, and Ember Moon. Is that correct? That is correct. Excellent. Carry on. Yeah, so Cross is now in. Um, mm-hmm. I think Cross is going to get the briefcase, and because mm-hmm. the 
EBS now. She's just gonna give her the case until sorry, she's happy. Sorry, enough. who got who got injured? Alexa Bliss. Still injured. Oh, okay. So yeah, she yeah, now yeah. crosses in. Okay, so it's now Nikki Cross, Bailey, Natalia, Naomi, Carmella, Danny Brooke, Mandy Rose, Ember Moon. Okay, yeah, no, that makes more sense. So, so yeah, my thinking is Nikki Cross wins, gives a briefcase to Alexa Bliss until she's healthy enough to wrestle, and then she'll just cash in when she's healthy. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> no, that makes perfect sense. Um, I mean, it's a shame that Nikki Cross would have to play foil to Alexa Bliss in that way. Mm. Um, but then yeah. it also makes sense for her character as um, she is one of the only characters who um, operates outside of the sphere of generic characters that WWE usually throws on people. Oh, he's a heel. He's a coward. Oh, oh, he's a baby face. That means he thinks he's Roman Reigns, but isn't that good yet? Um, you know, that, that kind of stuff. So no, I get it. I get it. Um, interesting. Um, I, I believe that, Oh, now this really excites me. Um, this really, really excites me. Um, I can see the words double contract signing. That's like double your money. Um, there, there was a double contract <laughs> signing on Monday Night Raw. Is this correct? That is right, yeah. A double contract oh, wow. signing with two belts, Becky. That That is literally such a value proposition. Vince McMahon, I applaud you. Well done. Well and done. It ends, it ends in, in the same way they all do. The champ goes through the table. Oh, the champ went through the table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a shame they haven't got like another week. Um, it's a shame they haven't got another week to go so that they can put them all in a in a triple threat tag team match, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so can we just ditch this shit and move on? Um, it's two belts, um, Becky, double contract signing. Who put her through the table? Oh, it was a double powerbomb. Double powerbomb from Charlotte and Lacey, yeah? That's right. Do you reckon we're gonna get um do you reckon we're gonna get a bit of cross play between the two, i.e. both um aligning themselves with each other in order to both win the title? Maybe if um maybe if Lacey um fights her second, Charlotte then double crosses Lacey because mm. she's already got what she wants. I I, I would think it'll be the other way around. Could you expect it that way? I mean, I think Lacey's going to walk away with that with that title. Um, so you'd be right about them being like cahoots, as as they say. But um, Lacey Charlotte comes helps Lacey first. win, and then yeah. and then Lacey walks walks off, and then she yeah, then then Becky beats Charlotte. That's cool. Then that gives that gives um that gives Lacey a ready-made feud with a Charlotte who, by now on the back of WrestleMania, they must already be thinking of flipping that Charlotte coin and making a face again, um, so that she can she can follow her dream of becoming a 17-time heel or face turner in the WWE and beating the world record of the Big Show. Um, and with the wild card, she yeah, can go with into the wild card. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Um, yeah, just this is just horseshit, WWE. Just give us something other than a contract signing. Give us something other than a feud that starts with "I want your belt" and ends with a contract signing. Um, that'd be great. Baron Corbin, um, I believe he faces um, he faces previous flavor of the month Ricochet um, in a. <laughs> <laughs> What? 
All that's right. Like, that's how you say it, isn't it? Ricochet. Yep. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to do that. I wish I'd have done it when we first started talking about Ricochet back on episode one. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Baron Corbin um, faces Ricochet. What's going on with this whole thing? Uh, it's just a match. I don't think there's anything going on. It's just to push Baron Corbin a bit further. Okay, fair play. Um, That's it, really. Yeah. You see, um, any thoughts on who might foil his plans at Money in the Bank? Because oh, Braun Strowman is obviously going to inject himself into the match. You reckon? And, yeah, I reckon that Baron Corbin is going to be um, climbing the ladder. No one's around. Braun Strowman pushes him off. Why wouldn't Braun Strowman go after Sami Zayn? Oh, because um, when Sami Zayn uh, beat Braun Strowman, <clears throat> Baron Corbin and, and Drew McIntyre are the ones to help him do it. Okay. In the fourth That's count cool. anywhere match. This is kind of like the world's longest fucking orgy with Baron Corbin, isn't it? Do you know when it gets to the point? Um, I, I mean, I'm sure you know this in the numerous orgies that you've attended. But do you know when it gets to the point where you're just like, oh god, I'm tired of this, and and it's just the same people over and over again involved <laughs> in the same kind of. Oh, I've already had that in my hole, you know. When it's one of those, that's that's what Baron, watching Baron Corbin's like. It's like slowly being fucked in the arse again and again by the same six people in one room. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Naomi and Natty and Cross, um, what's what's going on with this fatal four-way? Um, Naomi, Natty, Cross, Dana Brooke. Oh, it's just to um, plug Money in the Bank. That's um, it, really. Like, cool. That's all it was. Just, and... just, just a match. No storyline. Just match. Um. Well, yeah. I think we've already given away that Nikki's in there now. Uh, oh, but Nikki okay. sets up the ladder at the end. Uh, Bliss, Bliss comes down, uh, congratulates Cross, and then stops her from climbing the ladder, climbs herself, gets the briefcase. But we already know that Nikki is going to be in the match. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Ray beats his aura, everyone. <laughs> Ray. Oh, the, w there was a match with Ray and Cesaro. Yeah. Nice. That was a match. Yeah, that sounds. Yeah, it was that just sounds... a standard match. It wasn't anything special. Yeah. Um. This podcast would be a lot more interesting if we had interesting wrestling to talk about. Um. WWE, take note. Um. <laughs> Corbin and McIntyre help Sammy. Obviously, we've already discussed that. Um. And then Raw ends with Sami Zayn going through the announce table after Corbin fed him to the monster among men. I believed. Um. That's that's your notes, of course. One thing that your notes is missing is what I've been looking forward to talking about um, all day. Bray Wyatt's Firefly Funhouse, week four. Totally in there. Talk about Bray and his new mask. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so it is. So it is. I like your yeah. notes. Uh, <laughs> Good, aren't they? Good, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they're all right. Um, so, yeah, where are we with um, – what? Uh, well – if you haven't already seen it, and I don't know why you haven't already seen it, it's available on YouTube, and anybody who's seen the first one will have been waiting with bated breath on Tuesday morning to watch it, even if they haven't seen 
any Monday Night Raw other than that because it's the most interesting thing on WWE television at the moment. Bray Wyatt um, has learned to harness his dark side. Um, this is this is the message coming out, isn't it? Harness or just schizophrenic? Um, well, that's a misnomer because schizophrenic people don't necessarily have dual personalities, which is a common misconception. Schizophrenic people hear voices. Although I suppose it is schizophrenia if he can hear voices in his gloves, so never mind. Please correct my correction in your head. Um, <laughs> no, I think I th- I, learning to harness it, um, I mean, that's... He's controlling it, suppressing it, and then it comes out in a much more intense burst of... uh, What's going on with these pants? Uh, They're like circus pants. He looks like a circus performer wearing a slipknot mask, essentially, doesn't he? With a leather jacket. With a leather jacket. And gloves that he talks to. I, I know I called this last year, although I didn't call it on the podcast because we didn't have this great great institution of a podcast last year um but i reckon money in the bank lights out lights come up bray is stood with the briefcase in his hands and everybody else is on the floor possibly covered in a viscous black goo a la um 1999 because you know why the hell not (laughs) what do you think i don't think that's gonna happen at all what do you think is going to happen with Bray Wyatt moving forward, Jay? Well, we don't quite know where he's going to be on Raw or SmackDown or who he's actually going after at this point, unless you're really good at deciphering his ramblings. Um, well, I mean, according to him, his ramblings were um, his his ramblings uh, like from like four years ago apparently predicted this, but I, I severely doubt that. Um, but it's still clever that he's been able to interject that into, into the story. Yeah, of course. I mean, clever storytelling, as you know, um, is my forte. But, um, yeah, I can, I, I can respect what he's done there as well. And Yeah, exactly. But um, also with matches, you don't know which Bray you're going to get because he's going to fight matches as the Yowie Wowie Bray and he'll fight matches as do, do the we think that competitor, I think, yeah. Oh. Or do you think we're going to get more of a... Um, so, I mean, it's obviously going to be more kind of corporate Kane um, or the Abyss situation when he was the two people um, than it probably necessarily going to be the Demon. I think we're going to see a lot more of this Slipknot masked Bray than um, we expected. Although I, I would like to see Bray... Oh, yeah, I don't think there's going to be like a year and a half in between him putting the mask on. It's going to be a regular thing. Yeah, I mean, but could we be could we be more kind of expecting Bray Wyatt's out of ring persona to be um, Bray? Um, <laughs> I nearly called him Bray Mysterio there. Um, Bray Wyatt, <laughs> Bray Wyatt um, unmasked, and then his in ring persona to be um, this devilish thing, or is it going to be more kind of a um, red pants, blue pants situation with um, Ric Flair, where he, he wears the outfit whenever he's going to win? Um, I think it might be more of a Muta situation. Yeah. Where he had different coloured um, face paints. Yeah. Kind of situation. Because when he wore his black one, he knew the opponent was fucked. So when he puts yeah. his mask on, it's going to be the same thing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that if that's the case, then that's kind of cool. But, I mean, logically, that kind of thing only has um, one trajectory. 
um, and that is up and then down. Um, and I, I think for him to be able to tell that story long term, um, which would be just a case of absolutely fantastic feuds um, over the course of, say, a year or two, um, as he slowly moves his way up the roster, um, he's certainly got a character that's dynamic enough on both fronts that he can that he can really put the time into making sure that each and every feud means something. But eventually, everybody has to see the mask. And everybody has to get beaten by by Bray Wyatt in the mask. Um, and as a result, he eventually ends up on top um, and then becomes possibly complacent to the point where he starts winning matches without the mask and then gets knocked back down in a series of defeats and starts it all over again. Um, would, that's the only way that they can do it. I don't think that they can. I don't think that Vince McMahon will ever pull the trigger on that kind of thing, though. So this could just be a flavor of the month situation. Hopefully not. I hope not. Hopefully it's not a flavor of the month situation. Hopefully he will um, get tight to contention. Yeah. But I don't think it would be stealing the case. Um. Yeah, he might not need to steal the case. But imagine, imagine if he if he has a good run with the briefcase. Imagine what a sort of Damocles that would be, um, hanging over the head of every single champion. You could tease it. You could have lights go out, lights come back on during title matches, and then shit themselves. You could have all sorts going off there. I'm very excited for this gimmick. You could. You could. There's so you much you can do that. with it. But we're talking about WWE. <laughs> yeah, so basically where... he puts the mask on three or four times and then ends up in a tag team with Cesaro. <laughs> yeah? The end. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's that's what we're looking at. Cool. Um, SmackDown. You know Cesaro was probably one of the best tag team wrestlers of all time. Well, yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, definitely, yeah. Um, I mean, he's he's just as good as, you know, a wall with paint drying on it at tag team matches. But at the end of the day, sick of seeing the guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, WWE didn't know what to do with him. Just, just throw someone, just throw him in a tag team with Cesaro. Yeah. Yeah, and they all get injured and stop wrestling. Yeah, and then Cesaro has to Cesaro has to start from the ground floor again. He's, as I say, he's the bold Dolph Ziggler. Um, how did we end up talking about how they end, how did we talk about um, this guy anyway? I, I I was talking about Bray Wyatt, who I'm a mark for. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, cool. Smackdown. Yeah, that happened. Smackdown. Smackdown. Um, so, how does this start? Because I imagine that after after the fairly fairly relevant, relatively normal kind of um, plodding Monday Night Raw start, and the fact that they've got Fox coming up, um, you know, WWE really want to start strong with something people have never seen before on SmackDown. Um, so, what 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 started off what started off SmackDown this week, Jay? Well, this week you will be amazed, amazed. Yeah. Yeah. It was Roman Reigns introducing the Miz. Oh, because because oh, that is so different from from previous. What was the show? <laughs> what, what, oh yeah, no, that's that's great. That's great. I I love. Guess it. what happened? They plugged money in the bank. Ah, oh. again. Oh wow! I, uh, I stole your again thing. It works. It works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's cool. It's cool. Um, and guess what? what? Guess what? 
Shane comes out and interrupts. Again? Again. Oh, yeah. it's, I, I love how much WWE respects its audience at this stage. Um, do you reckon this could be potentially them having revenge on USA and, w, and um, Fox by giving um, by giving both Raw and SmackDown the same thing? Do you reckon this? Uh, no, Vince McMahon's not that clever, is he? He would never do that, would he? No, he's, he he legitimately thinks this is good television, doesn't he? He does. He does. He does. He thinks it's it's a winner. He's obviously become very close-minded. Uh, yes, he has. I think, um, I think if I was somebody else in that company, um, you know, somebody with a bit of power, I might be a little bit, a little bit irritated with him at this stage. What, maybe like Triple H? Perhaps, yes. Um, of course we are, we are alluding to the rumors in regards to Triple H, um, apparently being quite flummoxed with Vince McMahon at the moment. Um, he's, he's liked a couple of Twitter posts, um, regarding Vince McMahon, um, which have not been necessarily favorable. Um, there are backstage murmurings that he just wants Vince McMahon to move aside and, it, it's not looking like that's going to be happening anytime soon, is it, Jay? Uh, no, because Vince has decided he's going to run WWE and XFL at the same time. Well, that's fine, because, I mean, XFL's not going to last longer than a year anyway. Well, yeah, that's true. It's time. Yeah, but, I mean... what Didn't does they some... have to, like... Go on. Stop the... Um, season. I'm going to say season, like halfway through, because no one was watching. Pretty much, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they had a really lousy first night. Um, they basically, uh, the story goes that Vince had never produced anything like this before. They didn't have any football production staff involved at all. Um, he basically um, had the, I, I'm not sure the exact day, I'm pretty sure they filmed Monday Night Raw um, on the Monday that week and on the opening show. And by the Thursday, um, he had flown Bruce Pritchard, Gerald Briscoe, Pat Patterson, and several other members of WWE staff down to the arena where they had it um, and basically told them to put together a football game. Um, and none of them had any fucking clue how to do it. And then around about... It's just like wrestling. You yeah, know. it's just, it's it's just, just a like sport. Wrestling. Just a sport. Dang. Yeah, and then around about... Um, we're talking about, I think it was the first quarter, um, because of all of the um, all of the additional equipment and lighting effects, and the fact that um, there was none of the regular staff or maintenance staff in the building because they'd only rented the building. He hadn't rented the entire club staff or alumni of the building that he was in. I can't for the life of me remember it, where it was. One of the um, substations underneath the stadium blew and there was no one there to fix it. So um, two quarters of the game were completely in darkness for both the audience and also the people who were there, um, uh, who were watching on TV, um, which kind of was the death knell for it um obviously now the wwe has a lot more money do you think that the xfl is possibly this this whole doing monday night raw thing as well thing is possibly a way of taking a jab at khan 
Well, XFL was already on the cards for AEW. I mean, yeah, but Vince McMahon also running Monday Night Raw and SmackDown into the ground while he was doing it was not. Um, <laughs> so I'm wondering where yeah. this is that I've still got it um, standing in front of the mirror, slapping himself in the face. All those people on the internet are wrong. Um, my own son-in-law's betraying me kind of madness moment from Vince McMahon when he says that he, he, he feels that the WWE still needs him. Well, yeah, no, that could, could definitely flip, but I don't think it's the case. I think he just wants to make this football thing work. Well, he's an idiot. Um, he's he's ruining his legacy. He really is. Oh yeah, no, yeah, definitely. That's, I mean, that's, that's the thing, there, isn't it? Yeah, he's he's a dinosaur. He hasn't learned that he needs to get out. Yeah, I mean that's but, one of the reasons why he brought his, the company from his from his dad because he knew that he was going to drive into the ground. Yeah. And he constantly postulates about what a wonderful business move that was um, on on the various documentaries on the network. Did he, didn't he say his dad was out of touch and it needed a, a new... Yeah. Something. something yeah, yeah. His dad, was, no. his dad was out of touch um, to some degree. I mean, effectively, um, the, the story as I understand it is that Vince McMahon um, felt that WWE um, needed to be the first on the cable networks. Um, at the time, there was um, syndicated um, television. And obviously, it was very localized um, as a result. And WWE felt that this new cable technology, um, well, Vince McMahon Jr. felt that this new cable technology would be a great way to kind of make a play against the territories. Um, and Vince Sr. did not feel that that was an honorable thing to do in regards to the NWA. Um, Vince obviously saw the potential um, for money, 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 ching, ching, bling, bling, count the cheddar. And dollar, dollar. Dollar, yeah. dollar, yeah. And decided yeah. and decided to make a play at that point. Um, and that is seen as, at least in the network's eyes, as like, you know, the, the genesis. Like, very little on the network pretty much pretty much puts itself in a position as important before that moment. Um, now it's the exact same situation. Um, the world is becoming more territorialized, um, the world of wrestling. There are many, many different ways to consume the content, and there are many different flavors of the content. And Triple H is... Triple H wants to create a series of territories and Vince McMahon wants to create one overarching brand and wants to maintain one overarching brand that is the de facto wrestling organization. I, I, I think it's terrible. Sorry, I'm, I'm rambling. This Smackdown. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hear that Shane had a message for The Miz. That's right. <laughs> so the miss was banned from the ring and also the building. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And then he said, "There's a few people that want to get get rid of the miss from the building." And out comes Daniel Bryan and Rowan. Daniel so Bryan. They all four of them go down to the ring. They start beating on the miss. And Roman Reigns, and then the Usos make the save. Why would the Usos make a save on um, the miss? For Roman, isn't it? For what? Roman. He was also in the ring. Oh, okay. 
Why why would the Usos save Roman Reigns like in kayfabe there? They they very rarely go anywhere near each other. Well, they used to have that thing for a while when the Shield went downhill, poor Bloodline. So they were a bit of a faction for a while. I didn't know that. Yeah. I must have just switched off whenever that was on. Um, (laughs) 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 Uh, So, yeah, it's good to see Debry back, I assume. um, Debry, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, Good to see Debry back. And Rowan, yeah, he's there as well. He's there as well. <laughs> cool. So that comes... Uh, and then the heels go and then there's a backstagment makes the match. A funny moment was um, Rowan and Shane McMahon did a fist bump and Daniel Bryan went to get one. He got ignored, so he just gave a nice loving tap to Rowan on the arm. It was quite a funny moment. Nice. Um, yeah, I have seen a gif of that actually floating around on the um, intertubes. <laughs> it was funny enough that it's kind of it's kind of now become a fairly popular little little moment there. Um, was that shoot or work? Oh no, that's a shoot. <laughs> nice. That's that makes shoot. it that makes it slightly better. In fact, that makes it even better. Um, so they announce a match there, um, a three-way match for the main event, Bloodline, and the four heels that we've just discussed. Um, the reason that I'm repeating what you're saying there was just because for a second you broke up, and I'm not sure whether the recording caught it. Um, Fatal 4-Way um, follows this match, um, I believe. Yeah, we have Randy Orton, Andrade, Ali, and Finn Balor. Now, this show has a lot more wrestlers that I'm actually interested in. How um, is Mustafa Ali faring at the moment? He fits in quite nicely. Yeah, I mean, he's he's come off the back of what was a major push that kind of um, that kind of got ruined a bit by obviously the situation with with his with his concussion and then with Kofi and um, was it concussion or a neck injury? I can't remember. but his injury anyway, and then obviously Kofi. Um, so I, I, it's a shame to have seen that kind of caught short. But how, how's he coming along now? Um, the match? Yeah, well, he's obviously um, mid-card um, going into that match. He was, yeah, he had a few good spots. Um, doesn't cool. seem out of place at all. He could, he could be the dark horse to take the, take the take the case and money in the bank. But that would be. Fund. Andrade. That would be great. <laughs> um, uh, saying that though, there is already a pre-made storyline for Ali and Kofi Kingston. Yeah, I mean that is that's the you funny took my thing. Spot. Yeah, you took my spot. I'm going to take yours, and I'm going to take it when you least expect it. Um, however, you know that's that would require an Ali heel turn. Um, is he's, he's currently playing face, isn't he? He is. Yeah. Um, mm. I, I've read somewhere before, months ago, that he doesn't want to be a heel. Um, mm. He wants to show um, someone in the Muslim community um, to be, because everything you see in the media is just yeah, and, about and, Muslims, isn't it? And that's certainly been the case within WWE for a long time as well. Although they're obviously we're never going to get the um, same kind of status as Mohammed Hassan on WWE <laughs> television. Um, but I mean, even if you go back, um, obviously um, the the WWE do that conflation thing where, like, um, pretty much 
anything kind of from that area of the world is kind of all thrown under the same banner and they don't do anything to particularly differentiate between Hindus and Muslims and gimmicks or anything like that um, to kind of obviously vocally kind of make people aware yeah, of the difference. This must be a positive uh, bigger that's, that's on TV. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's... For his community. That, yeah, I, uh, I, I I can agree with that, and I can understand that. Um, Andrade, how's Andrade doing at the moment? Um, I believe he picks uh, up the well, win. He picks up the win, yeah. He, he does his Hamalock DDT on Finn Balor, pins him, mm -hmm. which should put him in, into contention for the IC title. Not that wins and losses mean much anymore. Um, of the, course, yeah. in any sane promotion it would put him in contention for yeah. the Intercontinental Champion pretty much the next time he laced up his boots. Yeah, exactly. But doesn't quite seem to be the case in, in the E anymore. Um, yeah, no, after the 51, he starts with the ladder, meant to grab the briefcase. So obviously, if you're going to touch a briefcase before you've actually, you know, got to the match, normally means you're not going to win. Yeah, um, very rarely does it mean that you will. Um, it's really more just so that you have the photo opportunity. It, it usually means that you're not even going to get an opportunity to climb the ladder and touch the briefcase before someone knocks it out from under you in the match um, because they still need a photo of you reaching for it for the numerous years to come um, when you're going to still be in that mid-card spot, especially if you're people like Andrade and Mustafa Ali most likely. Um, Finn Balor, seeing him take a loss to Andrade um, in a match like this is kind of a kind of a concern, is it not? Um, I mean, it is a fatal four-way, so I don't think it hurts him too much. Yeah, um, I mean, but and it still, is just a plug for Money in the Bank. But he's the only person who is who comes into that match with a title. And he is the only person in that match who gets pinned, uh, which obviously, I mean, that's got a sting. Um, uh, he's he's a consummate professional, of course, but uh, for his character, um, does it do it? Does it do him any favors? I don't Probably think not. so. He's yeah. gonna say that. Um, no. But yeah, Ricochet Randy comes Orton. out. <laughs> oh, Ricochet! Ricochet! Yeah. 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 He he does his Spider-Man thing where he does the springboard onto the ladder. He knocks. And draw off and takes the briefcase with him. Oh, nice, nice. Um, wouldn't it be cool if um, if that that briefcase also counted? That would be, so that would be, that would be stupid. Shut up, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> be stupid. I, I, it's not well, the official what you match. Could do, it makes no sense what, at all. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, you'd book it, right? Get this. This is Richard's brainwave of the week, right? What you'd do is you'd have both of those briefcases. One of them contains a contract. One of them does not. And... No, in fact, all three briefcases, um, the one hanging above the ring on Monday Night Raw, the one hanging above the ring on um, on SmackDown Live, right? One of them contains a briefcase, one of them does not. And so as a result, although there is a Money in the Bank ladder match, the Money in the Bank winner may not actually get a Money in the Bank contract and they won't know until they open the briefcase. You mean I think like, I just you mean like Feast or Fired at TNA? Oh, TNA have done it. Pretty much, yeah. There was a four corners match with, um, like, a battle royal with 
briefcases in the corners. Uh, so three yeah. of them had title matches, and one of them usually get fired. God, that's a retarded idea. God, rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> also, Randy Orton good. was there. He was. He, he, yeah, he was in the ring for more than five minutes. Well done, Randy Orton. You did a match. Round of applause, yeah. everybody. Well done, Randy Orton. Randy <laughs> Bogangles. <laughs> Anything else to say about Randy Orton? Likes to shit in bags. <laughs> I believe he does. I believe he does. Yeah. Don't think I've mentioned that before. Um, I, I, I think that that is news to all of our listeners. Um, <laughs> <laughs> after this, of course, is the four-on-three match um, that involves um, the Usos and, of course, Roman Reigns um, versus, yeah, Bloodline, as you have so rightfully put it, um, against, of course, the seemingly new heel faction of Elias, Shane McMahon, Debray, and Rowan. Um, first off, surely this will be a logical place to put Luke Harper instead of Elias. Hmm. Well, yeah, if you wanted to interject Bray Wyatt into the whole thing. Well, not necessarily. Um, I mean, they are the they are the they were the Basham brothers or whatever they were called. <laughs> <laughs> the Bludgeon brothers. That's it. They are Bludgeon yeah. brothers. So I mean, and th- being a Bludgeon brothers, being brother for life, man. That is right. But at the moment, yeah. he's not doing anything. And yeah, apparently, Barry Wright's trying to get him with him. So to see how that goes. Oh, well, should have learned to play the gar- guitar. That's or what I should have learned to do. To do a southern accent, apparently. Or to not sign a contract with WWE. Or there's that. Yeah. Too much going on, yeah. Shane pins Jay after a coast-to-coast dropkick, I believe. That's right. Because I'm reading it off your notes now. Yeah, I just to finish. So yeah, Shane, Shane finished because Curse drop kick, uh, and they beat Bloodline down. And then the Miss makes a chip, makes a save with a chair <laughs> again. <laughs> nice, nice. Again. chair, heels run off. The end. Cool. That sounds. That sounds like that is a. That is a story. That is well a formula right there. Yeah, yeah. That is a formula. It's, it's, Shat right onto your screen. Like, there's no possible way that somebody who is banned from a WWE building and ring could turn up later um, in order to cause havoc. I mean, that's never happened before. I've never seen it. Um, and it's, it's where do they come up with all of these authority angles? I don't know. I don't know. I don't it's like it. they have. It's like they have a two-year stretch that they're just plucking things out of um, over and over and over again. Um, maybe maybe in the archives of the network somewhere there is a really obscure, never-before-discussed feud between an authority um, and, and somebody who is not in authority, um, somebody who has an attitude that could perhaps that could perhaps cause them to be anti-authority, someone with a stone-cold attitude. It's like that. I just don't know where they get it from. It's just completely insane, isn't it? It really is. It really is. It's like 
it's like if the Rolling Stones um, decided to um, just do a load of songs about starting cars and just used a different different kind of metaphor each time. Like if if you plug my ignition, if you plug my ignition, then you'll drive me home. You know what I mean? That's this. This is what we're seeing. We're seeing somebody who can only write one song. Just, they rehash just, the authority thing over and over and over and over. It's and over. so tiring. It's and ad over. nauseum. Ad and nauseum. And over. So, Asuka and Kairi Sane, they appear to have a new name, much like the Viking Experience um, or the Viking Raiders, who at one point were going to be the Viking Warriors. WWE have nixed that as an idea because they have saved the Warriors for this great name. Jay, tell us what Asuka and Kairi Sane are now known as. Uh, I always get this wrong. I pronounce it wrong. The Kabuki Warriors. The Kabuki Warriors. That's Kabuki right. Warriors. <laughs> that is exactly correct. Well done, Excellent. Vince McMahon. Well done, the creative team there. You found one thing out about Japan and decided to just use it, even though it doesn't necessarily work with Kyrie Sane's gimmick. And the crowd were dead. When Paige announced it, it might just be Paige, but yeah, the crowd was completely dead. Yeah, I can understand that. I mean, there are a lot of fans who probably are into the WWE product now who haven't necessarily ever seen Paige be that relevant. Um, no offense to Paige, of course. Um, I don't necessarily think her current position is doing her any favors. Um, what else can you do with her, though? Stick her on. Well, no, you can't stick her on commentary because she's she's not great on the mic. She's um, not very good at doing that. Though. I don't know. Maybe put her on like a kickoff show panel list. <laughs> Maybe make her a trainer at the performance center. She'd be good at that with the female stars. Yeah, yeah, Teach them how to right, put on okay. the makeup. Yeah. <laughs> can't say that in 2019 they do get no. makeup classes and i've always dug a makeup i mean it they, was a genuine promotion makeup classes. yeah it was it was a genuine kind of prop there i i always like a makeup nice <laughs> <laughs> so show ends with kosho Oh, oh, the Kevin Owens show. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, for a second there, I thought it was Kevin Owens and um, the big show in a team called Co-Show. That will be interesting. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn beat down Kofi, and Xavier Woods tries to make the save, I believe. Yeah, so I don't think before the top of the second hour, he said, oh, I'm not 100%, I won't be coming out. I told him not to come out, Kofi did. Mm -hmm. And then, obviously, he came out and got beat up. Uh, but Kofi turned it around. It's Chubb in Paradise on, I believe, both of them. And then they run up the ramp, because that's what heels do. Yeah, yeah. Heels yeah. are scared of smaller people than them. Even heels who have a line of T-shirts that say, fight anyone on it. All in all, usual, usual go-home shit from Raw and SmackDown this week. 
Um, Jay, any any thoughts on this at all, other than this show's really rep- this podcast really repetitive because they're always putting the same shit on every week. Yeah, it doesn't make me want to watch Money in the Bank. Yeah, um, I mean, actually, at this stage, watching WWE feels like a bit of an obligation because we decided to go WWE with our podcast for a while. Um, yeah, not looking forward to it. So, Wrestling Observer Newsletter, um, WWE, um, wrestling. Uh, go on with this Wrestling Observer Newsletter news. <laughs> uh, this happened a while back, actually. Um, so, Tony Storm was supposed to face uh, Brie Priestley. Mm-hmm. Um, she's in AEW, and she's the champion of a certain promotion. I can't remember which one it was. Um, yeah, Tony so Tony Storm, Storm was supposed to... No, um, a- the other one. A.E. Priestley. Yeah, so Priestley. But basically, uh, they didn't want Tony Storm to lose. Uh, so they put her in a, would be put in a different match where she won, I believe. Oh. Didn't want someone from AEW to go over someone from WWE in a different promotion and making WWE look weaker than said promotion that is now up and coming. Yeah, no, of course, that, that kind of makes sense from WWE's perspective, of course. Um, she was, of course, the What Culture Pro Wrestling slash Defiant Wrestling um, champion for quite a period. Um, that was 2016 to 2019. Um, she's at World Wonder Ring of Stardom. Um, I do apologize. There appears to be a wild pack of dogs going past um, my house at the moment. Um, and that's why you hear that in the background. Um, World of Sport, she was also um, on there. Um, she was in a three-way match with Kaylee Ray and Viper. And she is currently signed to All Elite Pro Wrestling. So it kind of makes sense for them to not want anything to do with her at this stage. Maybe the world is going to shove a tampon in the mouth. I'm not sure. I have no idea what you're alluding to. Oh, the brief priestly thing she did with the tampon. What? Oh, that was her. Yeah, I spoke about it yesterday. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that was her. Oh. Yeah, that's her. Well, to be honest, I don't want to watch that. Yeah, no, I watched it. It was a bit. Uh, um, all right then. Yeah, yeah, that sounds that sounds horrendous. Um, that's not a way to get your promotion over, Tommy. Um, yeah, is it Tommy Dreamer? Was he involved? Oh no, Tommy Dreamer just endorsed it. Oh okay. And yeah. said she's really hardcore. <laughs> right, she's really hardcore because she shoved a tampon. Well, why don't you shove a tampon in your mouth? Hey, um, I'm talking to I'm talking to Tommy, Tommy Dreamer. Dreamer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't you, mate? Yeah, he started licking blood now, isn't he? Other people's blood. Oh, that's what he's doing now. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Um. Highlighting things. <laughs> me. Yeah, I'm copy yeah. and pasting that link that you I'm put cool. in with no hyperlink. Um. So. Bray Wyatt. Um, he, Sorry about that. Uh, no, it's okay. It's okay. Um, so Bray Wyatt, um, obviously he has revealed his large kind of um, 
his large kind of mystery that he was talking about last week on Twitter, um, and finally give us the, given us the answer to the um, to the promo that we mentioned at the top of the show. Um, here, these are the eight lines he inserted in promos across. Um, several several pieces back in 2015 um what makes you smile i know you're listening let me in we don't belong here what happened to you was such a tragedy limbo is no place for a soul like yours i believe i found the answer the angel with the burnt wings is waving you on home um yeah that appears to be his kind of thing um Ung Gaming responded to that tweet by saying, so basically Old Bray is trapped deep in the mind of New Bray, but Old Bray created a code that in the event something were to happen to the Old Bray, New Bray would relay his message to let people know he's still here with us on some M. Night split type shit. Um, I think he was referring to <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan la 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 and um, yeah, when, yeah, he, yeah, when he wrote yeah. that. Um, interesting interesting kind of interpretation there for the, for the entire thing. Do you think this is um, do you think this is kind of a an old Bray being trapped inside kind of thing or, or was this uh, do you reckon what's going on man? Jay give me your give me your psycholo- psychologist opinion here. Yeah, I've totally studied that. <laughs> um, kind of like he may I have been. I don't think he's schizophrenic. Yeah. So. Hmm. Fair play, fair play. Um, I mean, what do you think to this potential that um, this is a this is a kind of ephemeral being that may have may have inserted itself into his into his character? Obviously, what I put was uh, I get a venom feel from his new persona, and also his mask. Yeah, like a symbiote. Symbiote. Yeah, it's pronounced different ways nowadays, and people had a thing on Twitter about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just go with the Star Trek pronunciation because it's usually correct. Tachyons. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I'm thinking more of an anti-hero gimmick is what I was thinking. Yeah, I mean, somebody yeah. with that kind of character can. Somebody with that kind of character, he can he can do either. Um, I think. I don't know if you you feel that, but no, he could he, he could certainly wear that mask and still be a face, but also a, a ruthless hero, face. Yeah, I mean, he could be yeah. it could be a face, but a ruthless face. Um, who, like with with that kind of character you can be you can be in that moral gray area um like the crowd will cheer when if he is that intense the crowd will cheer when bray wyatt appears to have a feud with uh, a heel that they don't like as much as they will boo him when he um has a feud with a face that they do like and he can he can kind of have that tweener status um it's one of the great things about about kane um was exactly the same thing um the only problem with Kane was he existed um, in an era when everybody still liked to define quite heavily what a face and a heel was, which is quite ironic um, for the Attitude Era and the Ruthless Aggression Era where he was um, kind of a key player, simply because um, obviously that was the point where we started inserting greyer characters into our wrestling. Um, but yeah, it was it was very, very 
it's a very interesting prospect is this idea of a tweener Bray um, who's who's not necessarily got an allegiance either way. Um, yeah, I like that. Um, and the symbiote kind of idea does appear to be what I'm feeling as well. Um, um, so tell me about tell me about Brock Lesnar. Oh, so yeah, Brock's possible match at Blood Money Three, as we've we've called it, um, hmm. could be a rematch against Seth Rollins. Yeah, um, we are of course talking about um, the superstar showdown in Saudi Arabia, um, Blood Money Three. Um, is, is that what they've called it? Yeah, they are calling it the Superstar right. Showdown in Saudi Arabia. I think just because they've 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 come to terms with the fact that uh, that maybe naming it after something particularly um, Saudi Arabian in in origin isn't necessarily the best image. It might be better to kind of put this down like an American import rather than necessarily a, a symbiosis between the two, um, between the two elements. Um, like for instance, crown jewel, um, was, I don't know whether that's going to be the case moving forward, but they have mentioned the Saudi Arabia, um, sports authority, um, on the WWE website this time and have, uh, actually announced that it's going to be, um, in Jeddah, I believe, um, which is where it's going to be set. Uh, that's, Obviously, a bit of a backpedal for WWE, considering that Crown Jewel took place in the city of nowhere, in the city of Crown Jewel. <laughs> um, this was, of course, after, and I am going to keep reminding everybody of this, the death of Benjamin Khashoggi, who went to renew some travel documents and ended up leaving in three separate bags. Not a good look, WWE. We do not like this. Wouldn't that go against the no. new rules? <laughs> Again. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it does go against the new rules. Again, yeah. Yeah. Steph Rollins beats AJ Styles. It would then be a rematch for Brock Lesnar, who hasn't been to deserve a rematch. Great rematch. Other than be Brock Lesnar. Um, also, for that show is, of course, Goldberg versus The Undertaker. Brock Lesnar beats um jay is currently seemingly experiencing some um problems with his internet connection um which is absolutely fine um right. while while yes you are yes you definitely are um right. <laughs> say again okay say again say well again whatever it was you said that came through like it was a garbled mess about Brock lesnar just then um don't remember cool um <laughs> goldberg will of course be facing the undertaker at um wwe's superstar showdown i cannot wait for this um i literally cannot wait there is nothing i would rather do than watch two geriatrics who should have retired several years ago um go and put on a half-hearted match in the middle of a city that is famed for its murder of journalists um yeah no this is going to be great AEW. what's going on in the world of AEW? Uh, AEW. Um, 
Well, AEW do not want to head against NFL. They don't seem to mention WWE, which is interesting. So they're, they're obviously mentioning the football side of things, wanting to get their ratings. Um, yeah, so they're on about doing Tuesdays and Wednesdays for their wrestling products. Yeah, I mean, Tuesday and Wednesdays for the wrestling product, this kind of makes sense from an AEW perspective, I suppose, when it comes to um, actual optics. Um, Because, of course, AEW um, are presumably, assuming we're going by All In, which is the only only product, really, that will reserve, which has any kind of relation to AEW at this stage, um, as they haven't put anything else out. AEW gave a very sports-like presentation, and it would make a lot of sense for them to um, differentiate themselves from um, WWE um, in that sense and say that they won't be competing with other sports things um, rather than necessarily um, anything else. It also means that just so happens that WWE are not are on those nights. Exactly. Yeah, it just happens so, to be on, 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 on those nights. NXT. So they don't seem to mind to going against NXT, which is interesting. Um, well, I think um, I think that's I think they've got to pick a day of the week. It can't be Saturday or Sunday because um, obviously those are pay per view days when it comes to wrestling. Um, a lot of people don't. Um, a lot of people have a lot more time. They're not necessarily going to watch an episodic show on a Saturday or Sunday, they're more likely going to watch films or big events nowadays in this box setting era. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think Tuesday and Wednesday is a fairly smart move for them. Um, it kind of reminds me though of, I'm going to go a bit geek here and say the way that every single console generation, Sony say that they are not in direct competition with Nintendo and therefore never mention them. Um, or, or Ninte- um, this is kind of the same thing. If you put if you put the AEW as the Sony PlayStation and um, e, uh, WWE as the Nintendo Wii or the or the Nintendo Switch, then it's it's a very similar kind of marketing tactic. We're a video games console. We're not a toy. We're a we're a wrestling organization. We're not an entertainment company. Um, you know, and and I can understand them trying to reframe the argument in that way. Yeah, the way of putting it, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing I would like to mention um, this week, AEW decided um, that it would be a good idea to not charge $40 for a press conference and took down the paywall on the Fight Network for their press conference promoting. Um, all Elite Wrestling's Double or Nothing event. Um, just in case you're not aware of this, Jay, because I don't think we've ever discussed it, um, <clears throat> this was part of the StarCast weekend, um, and you would pay $60 to see the whole of the StarCast weekend, um, or if you, and that would also include the AEW press conference. Alternatively, if you just wanted to watch the AEW press conference, you would pay $40 fucking dollars. To wow. watch a bunch of people talk about an event and also have a weigh-in. Why do they have a weigh-in? Um, I assume to make forty dollars off idiots, because it's wrestling <laughs> and weight does not fucking matter. I mean, 
see this is the thing everyone talks about how how cody christ is treats everybody fairly and how this is going to be the next big thing and how amazing it all is and then they go and pull shit like this they go and pull shit like this and there's an army of fuckwits who are quite happy to sit there and say oh well you also get the value of watching it's a fucking press conference you don't get any value from it it's there to promote something else that's it that's all it is you don't get you don't get tickets to to you don't get a t-shirt or anything you don't get anything in the post all you are doing is paying forty dollars to watch for 40 minutes the young bucks and fucking all uh, all elite wrestling's alumni talk about the wrestling you might see one day if you also pay for that fucking idiotic move <laughs> fucking idiotic move Wow, this is the first time I've heard you speak about Cody like that, Rich. You used to be such a mark. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I it, just sometimes he really grinds my gears. Well, yeah, we learned something new here today. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, moved on to a All right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear me. So, um, yeah, revenue, uh, they want to be generated through... um, Sorry, I'm having trouble reading your notes here. I'm just just seeing red. Um, So, yeah, the the goal is for the majority of the revenue to be generated through television and pay-per-view and not live events. Um, Yeah. To provide a lighter schedule. Um, well, I mean, that's cool because they can still get the revenue from the live events by charging for a fucking press conference. Sorry, sorry. I'm just going to let give you the floor now. <laughs> no, it's fine. You crack on. <laughs> this is brilliant. <laughs> uh, I just really... Wow. Just wow. <laughs> My fucking God. <sighs> My... So, yeah, basically, his goal is to establish a better working balance. Yeah, for the wrestlers, so they can have their downtime and also wrestle without having to be on the road constantly, much like TNA did. Yeah, of course. Worked well for them. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I hope their in-ring product is good. I really do hope that their in-ring product is good. I hope that this is. They've got the rest. They've got the talent there to produce a good product. Just yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, they they do have the wrestlers to produce, um, and you know they've got people who I fully rate. They've got they've obviously I I love Cody's in ring work. Um, even though out of the ring he appears to know absolutely fuck all about business. Um, I like the Young Bucks. Um, really, really enjoy Kenny Omega. And then, of course, you've got people like Jimmy Havoc, who I'm just discovering the back catalogue of now, and I'm nothing but impressed. Um, you know, you've got you've got other wrestlers. Jay, jumping in. Has, Thank you. Um, Dolby Allen. Um, yep. Pack. Pack. Yeah. Sorry, oh, did no. you say did you say Taz? <laughs> no, I definitely said Pack. <laughs> I was agreeing with oh. you. But, you know, oh, okay. Taz, Taz could show up anytime. Nah. No, he couldn't. <laughs> <sighs> fucking, fucking Sontaran motherfucker. Um, yeah. 
but no, they have some really good wrestlers. <laughs> they have some really good wrestlers on there. So yeah, no, I, 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 I'm hoping that the ring, the ring stuff is good, um, and that it is a good on TV product because at the moment I'm just really worried, Jay. I'm really worried for AEW. But at least we can watch the first um, main event for 15 pounds on, on ITV <laughs> box office in the UK. That's <laughs> very true. That is very true. Um, ITV appear to be um, the UK's um, the UK's provider of uh, um, double or nothing. It's quite interesting that the um, UK television industry seems to be going through a bit of a change in regards to how much um, who is interested in wrestling as a product. Um, as also this week, on top of the ITV um, potentially being a future playground for AEW if this double or nothing thing works out um yeah. bt sport have um this week announced that they are going to be carrying the wwe exclusively in the uk this is after um a nearly 30 year relationship with sky sports um which, how how do you think which, this has happened um they probably just run their contracts out that's all i can think of they run the contracts out decide to go with someone who is free on tv Instead, uh, BT Sport mm. is free. Uh, it's on. It's on free TV. It's obviously free on on Sky. It's free on BT. It's free on Virgin Media. Hopefully, mm. with that, they can now um, because Sky was worried that people wouldn't watch Raw or SmackDown, and that's why they made Raw and SmackDown a month behind on the WWE Network for the UK. This then gives uh, I think WWE the opportunity to make Raw and SmackDown available. Um, straight away um, that would be on, really on nice if, that, would be, that would be really nice if they did that i'm not 100 percent sure if they will do that i know that they do have geolocation software on the wwe network um you cannot watch the wwe network on a device that does not identify its location um luckily the majority of isps do already do that um and of course your mobile phone needs to have its gps switched on to work that out so they have got the technology to actually filter results based on that um however they do have a very very big deal with hulu um who show who are an american um partner who show um Aurora and smackdown for 60 days before they air on the network there um and it, that's um one of the reasons why it kind of falls into line as a result um so i'm hoping that you're right i am hoping that there isn't an exclusivity deal that extends to over-the-top services like the network because i would love to watch raw and smackdown based on what their current output is is this podcast over so jay i believe you had some thoughts about the young books yeah, no, I saw something, I think, earlier today, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was about uh, them wanting uh, new contracts in uh, New Japan and also ROH. Uh, and what they were asking for, um, they, they basically weren't getting. Mm-hmm. Uh, they asked for a dual contract um, with ROH and New Japan Um So they could combine that mm-hmm. and use them um, basically on both promotions. And they asked for a certain amount of money, which they haven't really disclosed. Um, they basically said no, didn't get it sorted. Um, so that's when they went into the AEW thing. They said they wouldn't be in AEW if they would have created that contract for them. Oh, okay. Um, that's interesting. Um, I mean, 
that's kind of cool of them to kind of give us a little bit of the um, ins and outs of everything. I mean, I think that shows the lack of respect that they are sure that the WWE would have given them because I, I can absolutely guarantee that the WWE would have been able to match the money that those two other promotions would have been able to put up. And it's it, to me, it seems like they didn't even get a look in when it came to um, at least the elite core um, of AEW. Um, yeah, so. they said that Niche Pro Wrestling didn't really um, appreciate them for what they did. Um, that doesn't sound unusual for a promotion just going through um, a massive, a massive kind of change like that. Um, so, yeah, it's. I mean, do remember the stories of Jim Hurd um, in the early '90s wanting to um, change um, Ric Flair to a gladiator called Spartacus and take the title off him because he didn't think he was very good. Um, I mean, very often when you do get, that was the reason why I came to the WWE, of course. Um, those of you who remember your wrestling history, I was there. Um, yeah, it's like one of those things that you sometimes find um, with a change of management. I, I'm pretty sure that at least the old regime appreciated the Young Bucks. Well, you'd hope so. You would hope so, because, I mean, they absolutely change. Like, there would be no New Japan Pro Wrestling presence in America if it wasn't for that. Yeah. If it yeah. wasn't for the Young Bucks and the Elite. Um, yeah, I mean, the as much as I... For, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, as much as I, as much as I rate Suzuki Gun and, um, you know, the other factions and even the core Bullet Club... It's still it's uh, we would never have watched New Japan Pro Wrestling all those years ago if it wasn't for the ascension of the elite. You know? Yeah, um, no, I'm willing true. to admit that. I'm willing to admit that. I mean, uh, from my perspective it was the first it was one of the first promotions that weren't part of the WWE lexicon um that I ever fell in love with. Um at least within this lifetime. Um but uh, yeah, just yeah. a very, very strange kind of thing for them to them to kind of put out there. I guess they were really fucked off with New Japan Pro Wrestling's current management regime. Uh, yeah, well, you saw all the elite leave, so it must be all of them singing from the same hymn sheet as it is about that. Mm. Um, Osprey also had similar comments very recently, did he not? Um, in regards to his signing with WWE and AEW. Um, yeah, no. Um, Osprey said he wouldn't sign with WWE or AEW. Um, he doesn't want to move to America. Um, he's got too many things on his bucket list uh, to do at New Japan Pro Wrestling. He thinks he's only just started, and he gets to see his family more that way as well. And that's they're just the reasons he wouldn't sign with those two companies. But he's always open to. Um, working with AEW within New Japan Pro Wrestling as a joint uh, venture for they like ROH and New Japan Pro Wrestling do sometimes have yeah, a joint show. Um, but, but other than that, he said he wouldn't he wouldn't work either. Yeah, I mean that makes perfect sense. Um, I mean Will Ospreay, he's too much of a commodity in his own right. Um, he's very much um, he's like a young Chris Jericho in that sense. Um, his name is enough to sell tickets, um, and it doesn't matter what 
name is above the door. If if Will Ospreay comes to Nottingham tomorrow, um, then we will try and get tickets because it's Will Ospreay. <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things, is it not? Um, yeah, and I think. Is. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, you can see all of his all of his greatest work in the UK, of course, um, on Progress Wrestling's app. Um, <laughs> five ninety nine. Five ninety nine. Just five ninety nine. That's that's a pound cheaper than WWE's. In fact, several pounds cheaper than WWE's offering. Um, so yeah, um, we also do a podcast, don't we, Jay? We do. That's, we do. Yeah. It's also we one do. pounds one p cheaper than um, just prepare wrestling for everyone in the UK. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, <laughs> well, well, we we it, it costs nothing. Um, so yeah. But we also do a podcast, which is all about progress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do a podcast pro- which is free, and all about progress, and it's called Progcast, and it's available on this network. We dropped the first episode this week. Um, it's fascinating, fascinating listening. Listen, and I hope you guys will will. I hope it will persuade you guys to to download that app. We are not being paid by progress we just genuinely think they are the best wrestling promotion out there at the moment um yeah, mrs. The mrs dad Mi- yeah <laughs> yeah mrs dad he's doing runnings now apparently um at indie shows and he was an absolute <laughs> intense wrestling Absolute intense wrestling. That's right. Snapped. A, yeah, they obviously saw how well he played on WWE television. And were just like, yeah, no, our name is absolutely intense. This guy is absolutely intense. <laughs> he has, he has wonderful facial expressions. For instance, um, for instance, his shocked expression, which is very similar to his bored expression. Happy um, expression. His, his happy ex- expression. Yeah. yeah. Do you, do you reckon? Do you reckon that Mrs. Dad is just someone in a like in a mask, CM like Punk. just one of those? Uh, yeah, maybe it's CM Punk <laughs> in a mask. <laughs> uh, dear me, um, <laughs> I'm reading in your notes here that Rey Mysterio wants to create an angel. <laughs> Thanks, Rich. Um, so an angle. <laughs> Um, oh well, that's what it was. Was clearly my phone, not me. Thanks. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Um, where, where, where he would <laughs> um, mm. wants to face his son um, Dominic in a father versus son match. So basically, oh, okay. if he loses, he's going to pass over the match, or when he loses that match, he's going to pass over his mask over to Dominic, and I guess that's where Prince Mysterio would be born. Um, have we have we actually seen Dominic wrestle? No. I haven't. So, um, he... has anybody? Probably. I mean... Well, that's the thing, because, <laughs> I mean, my understanding of Dominic is that he's now a fairly lanky version of the geeky kid who tried to push someone off a ladder once. I don't um, know. He looks like a pill uh, in Rick's shit house. <laughs> uh, let's have a uh, Dominic. Dominic. Um, let's Dominic Mysterio. I assume is his full name. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. Uh, found him um, under Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> I did find him under Dominic Mysterio. Um, so yeah, there's a picture here where he looks about six, and he's bigger than Ray. So that's kind of cool. Um, <laughs> uh, what 
Ray Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio. He's not got a Wikipedia page, so. Yeah, he's. he's I, don't, I genuinely don't know if he has ever wrestled a match. He's definitely been trained by Lance Storm. Oh, okay. Yeah, it did that for a while. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. So as long as, as long as nobody um, tells him to be in a faction of people called the Canadians and to cut his hair, then he should do fine. Yep. Bit of insider wrestling wrestling <laughs> humor there um, for you. Um, gentleman Jack Gallagher has recently has recently made the news as well. Um, I believe. Yeah, so Bellator MMA are in talks with at the moment. I mean, he's only 2-0 in the UK, but they, they seem to want him to fight for Bellator. Oh, okay. I mean, would that um, disrupt I, his I, WWE I, schedule, I, or would he leave WWE to pursue an MMA career? Um, well, I'm not sure whether the no-compete clause would cover, um, would cover MMA appearances, especially for somebody as loosely associated with the WWE as Jack Gallagher. Not to say that he's not a WWE superstar, of course, but um, this is a guy who who has been um, very recently in the past been able to compete for um, various UK promotions um, while he's still been under contract. So I can't imagine that they'd necessarily have written that into his written that into his stuff. Um, I didn't even know that he did MMA fighting. Um, yeah. So that's kind of interesting. I would would thoroughly enjoy watching him in an MMA ring. Um, that he he's one of those wrestlers who his style is so unique and his style is so map based that um, he would be a good transitional star for someone like me who's a fan of combat sports um, or at least things that pretend to be combat sports. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, no, I, I I'm all for it. But yeah, it's, it's first, it's first, well, his two wins that he's had um, in his two matches were first round um, submissions. Oh, okay, um, yeah, that makes sense for someone like Gentleman Jack. Um, the interesting thing about your your question in regards to would it mess with his WWE schedule, I'm pretty sure he can find the time at the moment. Um, I can't remember the last time I saw him on anything. He's on two o five. That'll be why. Um, Killian Dane has returned to NXT. NXT. Yeah, yeah. He has um, he has some kind of Bruiser Brody esque gimmick. No, I'm on about give this guy a Bruiser Brody. He's the, he's the right size for it. He's athletic. Oh, okay. I yeah. think that would, no, that would definitely work. Yeah, um, I mean, I've become a fairly big fan of Bruiser Rosie over the last um, over the last couple of couple of weeks. He's he's considered one of those wrestlers who um, everyone is a fan of, um, without even necessarily uh, everyone within the wrestling industry is a fan of. He's one of wrestling's best kept kept secrets, or is considered that way. But um, he's getting a bit of a resurgence now on the back of on the back, of course, um, of the documentary on Viceland, um, the Dark Side of the ring documentary and of course um his his documentary on the progress app um which i believe you watched um what were your thoughts on that and why do you think that it would be such a good fit for killian dane um just generally his size um mm. his athleticism that's basically why i thought it'd be a good fit um i'm sure he could cut crazy promos as well like mm. brody but you would want to put your own twist on it, wouldn't you? You wouldn't want to just be a carbon copy. 
No, of course. I mean, carbon copies have worked before, um, but they do usually need that twist. Um, obviously, um, I'm talking about like the Nature Boy gimmicks um, throughout history, but even in that case, there is always that there is always that kind of twist that's put on. I mean, um, you'd almost call Ric Flair Nature Boy 3.0 um, in regards to how he executed it. Um, and yeah, I could see I could see um, Bruiser Dane. Um, would, would that be what you call him? What would you call Killian Dane as a Bruiser Brody character? I mean, he does have Kill in his name, yeah, so maybe you don't need this. I wouldn't change his name. Yeah, maybe you don't need to. Maybe you don't need to. Um, obviously, on to some fairly, well, a bit more kind of morose news here. Um, Ashley Mazzaro um, passed away at the age of 39, um, 10 days before her 40th birthday. And it's believed to be suspected suicide. Um, this is, of course, the 2005 Diva Search winner. Um, she had notable feuds with Mickey James. Um, one of the reasons that this is important to mention on a week like this is, of course, it is um, it is Mental Health Awareness Week. Um, and if you are listening to this show, just just remember that sometimes you might need someone to talk to. It's good to talk. There are more people out there who give a shit than you are ever, ever aware of. And all you have to do is reach out and talk to them. Dark Side of the Ring, um, moving into an area which is a little less morose um, for about 30 seconds, um, has aired um, over the last couple of weeks. It's had its final episode this week, um, and um, it's had um, another great couple of episodes um, coming out of episode three. Um, episode four and five, respectively, um, there was, of course, um, the murder of um gorgeous gino yeah you're still yeah. still waiting to watch that one um yeah i can i can i can kind of relay some of it to you um it's a really good episode um he's he's a very interesting character considering that he he would have been great he would have been absolutely fucking great um but he had the attitude. He could have been. He could have been an, a precursor to the Rock, really, um, with how much charisma that man had, and it is clear to show um, in Dark Side of the Ring. Um, very much clear to sh- clear to see. Um, oh, no, and, I remember. He was like Ric Flair, basically. Um, yeah, I mean, it's easy to kind of compare him to Ric Flair. Um, I suppose you could probably say he is like Ric Flair, but he's Ric Flair, the suited Ric Flair. We're talking four horsemen, Ric Flair. Yeah. Um, and very much so rather than the, rather than the flowing robes and the, um, and the blonde hair and all of that, um, very much kind of suited and booted. Um, really, really good story, um, with, with that episode, um, to be honest, definitely worth watching and of course um the last of the von erics um was episode four um a fantastic retelling of the story of the von erics um very very tragic story um worth going out of your way for um what were you um did were you able to see the von erics episode uh, i did it's just quite sad that it was mainly drugs that 
did everything really, wasn't it? Um, um, yeah, I mean, drugs, took drugs, drugs and... took their toll on the Vyrics. Um, I mean, it's, it's a much more complex story than that. Of course, very, very unlucky family um, when it comes when it comes to um, wrestling in general. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things, I suppose. Um, mm. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Got your way to see it. Do we know what the last episode of Dark Side of the Ring is? I do not. No. Um, let's have a quick Google search and find out what the last episode is about. Please don't be the Montreal screw job. Um, oh, oh dear. What's the last one? The last episode is the fabulous Moolah. Oh, that should be interesting. Um, that's going to be very interesting. This is, um, this is of course, didn't she, possibly didn't she one, run uh, some kind of like prostitute ring with younger wrestlers to make money? Well, it's alleged that she did, um, and obviously this is one of the reasons why the Fabulous Moolah um, Memorial Battle Royal um, was renamed the Definitely Not Fabulous Moolah Memorial Battle Royal at the last two WrestleManias. Um, I am very... <laughs> I'd like to say I'm very kind of excited for the episode, but that's the wrong word. Um, I'm interested in the episode because obviously um, it's an interesting subject and um, I always liked Mula as a kid. Um, she played a very good kind of foil um um, kind of counterpoint to um, to Mae Young, who was also um, had a second resurgence in the Attitude Era. But whew, I have a feeling that this is going to be very uncomfortable viewing um, overall, um, just judging by the amount of backlash there was with the fabulous Miller tournament um, and the stuff that's kind of emerged since her death. Um, hmm. Very interesting. Any thoughts? Good watch. No, it should be a good watch. I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of it, so it'd be interesting to learn it. Yeah, or, I mean, you know, one th or what's perceived to be what's the in and outs are. Yeah, I mean, one thing I want to say about this series as a whole um, is that what's been great about it is that it's been it's been five of the stories have been really um, fabulous Miller included five of the stories um, that have been chosen have been chosen for the right reasons they are outside of the WWE sphere of influence they there is not an official narrative on them and they're very much kind of they're very much kind of there for wrestling fans to dig deeper into stuff that is not necessarily um, strictly WWE Canon Um the Montreal Screwjob, uh, there are four of the documentaries that come to mind immediately, um, to which of which the Montreal Screwjob episode is one of, um, if that makes sense. It's, it, I'm so sick of hearing that story at this stage, um, and I understand why it was... I understand why it was in the series because it gets that casual audience member um, into modern wrestling um, and kind of gives them that context. But for me, that was that was probably the worst episode of the lot, just because the story was not one that has it was one that has been told so many fucking times. You can't you can't not tell it. But everything else in there is definitely worth a watch if you're a fan of WWE um, or a fan of any kind of historical documentary on wrestling. Hey Bear, what are you doing? 
Why Beard? I'm checking out Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocketcast, Radio Republic, and Stitcher, which is where you can find the Beard and Bear Power Hour. What wow. Do, I know. Isn't it just amazing? It is. We're on so many different platforms. I know. Were you aware we are also available on Twitter and YouTube? Crazy. Isn't it just? That's why every single morning I like to go on those sites, unsubscribe, and then subscribe again so I can have that wonderful experience of subscribing to us. Over and again. Exactly. And you'll want to do that too. Definitely try subscribing. It feels great. And unsubscribing. Subscribing again. (laughs) Well, no, don't actually unsubscribe. (laughs) Well, actually, just subscribe. Yeah, yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, we're happy to do that. Thanks. Bit of a Jay, how you doing? I'm I'm doing great. How are you? <laughs> I'm really good. I'm just breaking out my wine um, because we have 11 matches to talk about and predict and all sorts of shenanigans, of course, on the JFabe podcast network. JFPN's happy hour, unhappy hour with Beard and Bear. Um, we've had so many names. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get We're started just going with, with all of them now. All the names. Yeah. <laughs> We're just doing them all. We're doing them all. Uh, but we, we really should have just stuck with the one, but there you go. Um, that's us um, all. Over. Um, we we are polynamorous. Polynamorous people. So let's get it out of the way. Um, Raw Women's Champion and SmackDown Women's Champion, two belt Becky Lynch. Um, She's going into this pay-per-view with two matches, um, one with Lacey Evans um, and one with Charlotte Flair for the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championships, respectively. Um, Jay, what's your prediction for this? Uh, My prediction for this is... Lacey Evans wins, probably with the help of Charlotte Flair. Mm. And then yeah. Charlotte loses as Lacey doesn't help her win. Yeah, I mean, it would make sense for that kind of situation um, with um, if, of course, Lacey and Charlotte do decide to be in cahoots for this and just try and get both belts um, and Lacey ends up being in the match first, um, it would be a perfect time for a Lacey Evans turn. I, I think they are trying to swerve the concept of Charlotte taking this um do you think that that's that's pretty much what they're going for um i mean obviously we haven't seen the show but that's just the feeling i get yeah no i completely agree with you with that i think Hmm. that's definitely what's going to happen and then yeah becky will have one belt and she'll be known as one belt becky going forward at least to Lacey Evans, who will be her um, heel taunter as it were um whilst charlotte tries to get a belt off either of them. Um, that would make sense to me. Um, do you think Lacey Evans is ready for um, a title run? Um, no. As a, no. No. No, I, I thought that would be the answer, yet. to be honest. Yeah, she's... Uh, she has already stated got... that she's learning as she goes along. So, yeah. Mm. Of course, it's... Not necessarily a bad thing to be learning as as it goes along, but um, I mean, still too soon th- for for a title run, I think. 
Yeah, I mean, it shows. I think this is another case of the female title um, scene, the the woman's um, wrestling scene um, within the WWE as a whole um, is kind of heavily homogenized at this point. Um, they've kind of stripped the majority of competitors of anything that makes them particularly distinct. Um if you take, for instance, the flyer for the um, Woman's Money in the Bank ladder match that's been posted on many websites, including the one that we're both using at the moment to um, to view this, um, all of the shots um, of the women are just the same shots that they used in the last pay-per-view for the more two women matches. Um, and it's kind of, they're even in the same position. Um, and it's kind of kind of weird um if i'm honest getting a bit of an uncanny valley feel um from wwe's current graphical design i don't know if you're feeling that yes. wrestlers don't wrestlers yes. don't look human anymore yeah no they are robots yeah, they they are robots. We certainly are not robots, um, and I can't think of a situation where we ever would be. Um, no, number eleven, um, the Usos. Um, this is the this is expected to be the first kind of match of the pre-show. Night, probably. You reckon this will be yeah, the pre-show? This, this is the pre-show. It's already been announced to be the pre-show. Oh, wow. Um, so Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan, something that I wasn't able to cover on this podcast um, due to other commitments causing us not to do a SmackDown recap last week. Um, Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan are currently the SmackDown tag team champions. Um, they're going to be facing the Usos for that for, to defend that acc- accolade, of course. Um, I don't think it's for the titles, to be honest with you. Non-title um, match. Oh, very, very much correct. It is a non-title match. Um, that means the Usos are clearly going to win, obviously. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's no other reason to have a non-title the, match. Use the wild card and go for the mm. titles, I guess. Yeah. Um, that 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 sounds like um, that sounds like good booking there in an era where we don't have rematches um, to have yet another rematch. What do you think about Daniel Bryan, um, possibly one of the highest heels going into WrestleMania now, being on the pre-show um, with a tag team title um, with an Eric Rowan? I mean, the, the introduction of Eric Rowan kind of gives me the impression that there was always a plan to tag them up at some point. Um, I Any... think uh, all it does really is it keeps Daniel Bryan at the ring. Um, so it's going to give him long, 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 I can't say the word now. Long. Lo- longevity. Thank you very much. Yeah, more <laughs> so it's going to give him long, long, longevity um, for himself as he has a suspected injury coming out of WrestleMania and was off TV for a while. Um, so yeah, it, it would make sense to him to be in a tag team, but still having him at the forefront of division with the tag team championships. Um, of course, that's the forefront of the division as far as as far as that can go, because of course there are some raw, <laughs> raw, raw tag tag team champions. Who, who's the raw tag team champions at the moment? Um, because <laughs> they sure as fuck not on this card, Jay. Um, that's that's usual. Um, they are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait there. 
<laughs> Wait there. Um, um, I think this highlights how bad <laughs> WWE actually are at promoting their champions. The championship, there's so many championships now um, that none of the champions feel particularly special. Who the um, hell are the Raw champions? <laughs> fucks if I know. Um, Raw tag team <laughs> champions. <laughs> Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. Oh yeah, yeah, they beat the revival, yeah, didn't still, they? Yeah, still those guys. Yeah, and the war, war Raider machine experience Vikings are going after them at this point. <laughs> yeah, Vince McMahon's taking tag team wrestling seriously. Yeah, certainly, um, and he's really allowing them to flourish um, in this new era. Um, Shall we shall we move on from this? Um, who do you think is going to win? The Usos, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I'm going for Usos. Cool, me too. <laughs> um, how many times do you reckon they're going to plug the um, plug the network um, the network on the pre-show? Oh, at least like 30 times. Who do you think is going to be the person in the corner who interrupts this Daniel Bryan, Eric Rowan and the Usos match? Oh, uh, yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, we usually like to like to wager this wager this um, bet. Um, so yeah, I am gonna say Roman Reigns. That is a very good bet. He is shifting our faces, but I'm gonna go with Lacey Evans and Charlotte Flair. That's a very good idea because if they do want to tell a story, then it's always good to start it off on the pre-show and move it into the main show. They used to have a pre-show that was all story. Your younger viewers and listeners, sorry, will not be aware of this, but it was called Sunday Night Heat, and it was a thousand times better than the current pre-show. A thousand times better. Um, Maybe they should go back to that. (laughs) Maybe they should go back to not being shit. So... WWE United States Championship match um, is expected to be the second match on the overall card. Um, that's going to be Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio Carl. in a one-on-one wild card. <laughs> I think I lost you again for a second. Uh, so yeah, Samoa Joe, Rey Mysterio should potentially be a really good match um, with, mm. the, with the caliber of talent that's in there, but with it being so being the first match on the card, it wouldn't have much time. So we get about 10 minutes. So they're going to have to tell a story about Joe, Dominic and Ray in that time. Um, I'm sure they can do it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they can. Um, I mean, they're, they're, they're two ring veterans. Um, they're, they're the kind of people who see opening a show as an honor because they're consummate professionals. Um, I have absolutely no concern about them putting on a relatively good match um in regards to this pay-per-view i've always rated them um but i do kind of see potential for this to be yet another Rey mysterio being put to sleep by um samoa joe um scenario i know they've done that twice on two different pay-per-views um within recent months but we all know how wwe likes to go to the same well multiple times um and i completely agree with you samoa joe will be taking that that win yeah and it will probably be through submission ray mysterio is one of those competitors who his name in and legacy are so big that you can't damage him by having him lose especially because his size is always a factor in any loss that he takes um and 
yeah, it's fair play. He is always playing a constant underdog as a result, but that's the role that he's been dealt, and um, I think he plays it very well. Um, I, we could we could see a Rey Mysterio win here, but I don't think that we're gonna we're going to. I think I think Samoa Joe's yeah. in it for the long the long haul with Summer this title myself. I I don't think he's going to lose it before SummerSlam, but I don't think he will lose it at SummerSlam. Um, I think Samoa Joe could end up with this title for a long time. He's the kind of wrestler of a caliber that needs to elevate that title. Um, and I think they don't care. Well, the only way they're going to do that is by giving him different competitors. They can't just keep giving the same guy over and over again. Of course, but um, I mean, Vince McMahon doesn't particularly care about the US title. So the moment he has a role for Rey Mysterio that isn't fighting Samoa Joe consistently for the US title, they'll put someone else against Samoa Joe. But he doesn't care about the US title enough for it to be a pawn that's in play. Um, And that's pretty much shown by the fact that um, the next match which is expected to be on the card and not on the pre-show um, for a change is the cruiserweight championship um that's tony nice versus aria davari um, yeah so as as 205's your stomping ground mate you you tell me all about it so you got two of the 205 originals going out for the title um mm. Tony Nese's championship run at the moment has been lackluster. It's it's not he's not the greatest might worker. They put him on commentary mm. a few times and it's been pretty dire. Um, his aiming ability is, is fucking phenomenal, but he doesn't jump out on me as a champion in any way, shape or form. Neither does Davari. Um if they get given more time, hopefully they prove me wrong. Hopefully it will be a barnstormer, but I don't see it being that it's gonna be a sleeper, it's it's just gonna be a piss break and Tony Nese will win um yeah I can see them keeping the title on Tony Nice, but um I've I've always known that Arya Davari is capable of more considering the amount of fanfare that followed him into CWC um and yeah I'm kind of he, he was in CWC wasn't he not that uh, yeah he was yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, cool. Just checking, I wasn't making an ass of myself there. Um, well, yeah, I could no, be making um, an ass of both. As I said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Has Jay made an ass of both of us? Contact us on Twitter, where our handle is at JFabe Podcast. That is at J F A B E Podcast. Um, I am also available on Twitter personally. Um, that is me. I do not have my PA answer for me. Um, it is at rjfabe that is at rjfabe um maybe changing those twitter handles soon because name changes do so well for us regardless <laughs> um i feel that aria davari has um has something in him that we are yet to see beyond his entry to the cruiserweight classic um but he's undefeated at the moment well then he could he this could be the one This could be the one for him. Or this would be the first time he loses. Of course, top of the hour um, is usually where you would put your first big match um, on a card like this. And it's expected as a result um, the WWE Championship match um, between Kofi Kingston and Kevin Owens is going to be is going to be that one. Is this is this the end of the of the Kofi Kingston dream, do you think? Uh, not just yet. No, he will pick up the win on this one. 
the crowd is still mm. firmly behind him. Um, so yeah, I definitely see Kofi Kingston beating Kevin Owens and moving on to somebody else after this. Um, I still think he's going to keep the championship until until SummerSlam. Uh, it's going to be a great match. Yeah, um, I I I I think that there is still there is still something in there for um, Biggie to finally betray Kofi um, upon his return, um, and I think if they can keep they can keep the title on him for long enough, then they will definitely go with that angle for two years. Is he out for two years? Yeah, he's out for a long time. Really? What, yeah. what, what, I, last I heard, it was it was expected to be out for a few months. What's gone on? Uh, apparently, it's just much worse than they thought. And this ligament damage oh, in his knee. Yeah, I've read that he's going to be out for two years. Oh, well, in that case, um, Kofi Kingston could lose at any moment. Yeah, but probably be, not this one. They seem to be dismantling the New Day. Um, going forward with... Xavier Woods getting beat up all the time. Um, and then Kobe coming mm. out looking like, obviously, the strongest one out of the group, as Big E is out with injury. Um, but yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if um, the New Day break up before before Big E gets back. Um, well, uh, it will make sense for that to happen, um, I suppose, because obviously um, there will be a resurgence in New Day um, nostalgia memorabilia when they have so many reunions um, that it, you know, it, it, I, I can't even think of an analogy. Just a lot of reunions um, in the future. It will make the shield. Um, it will make the shield look like nothing the amount of reunions they have once the new day break up and then decide to get back together we're talking dx levels of consistent reunions every single time they're all in town together um would you say that's that's a fair assessment yeah no um obviously they can do it when biggie comes back yeah um would make sense for them to split at the moment and then come back together with a reunion or even a permanent new day mark two um providing they are willing to keep all three on contract for that amount of time, which, as we all know, the wrestling industry, today's champion is tomorrow's independent worker. Um, steel cage match between The Miz and Shane McMahon. Um, oh, really excited for that. I wonder what Shane's going to do. I wonder what's going to happen with Shane um, when there's a steel cage um, and he's in a match. I, I just I just coast to coast from the top of the cage. All the way to the floor. Oh, I hope so. I hope he. I hope he breaks his coccyx. <laughs> I don't care for this match at all. Yeah. Um, it's needs to end. And I guess so the steel cage a, is a traditional way of doing it. But yeah, mm. just bored of. Gonna need a lot of piss breaks. <laughs> bored of this now. Um, so. Yeah, so what do you think about this match? Roman Reigns versus Elias. And next um, is the, well, it's the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, I could, we could have just tacked this on at the end of the last episode. Might just do that. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, so Roman Reigns versus Elias. Don't really care for it. Um, don't really care for the Shane McMahon thing. I, I'm sick of seeing him on my telly. I would much rather watch The Miz and Roman Reigns do a rematch of that fantastic match um, that they did at the start of last year on Monday Night Raw for the Intercontinental Championship. That with a, with the amount of time that they are going to afford for these two matches, um, they could the Miz could easily carry Roman Reigns um, through a very dynamic and really good match if that was put together like that. Um, instead, um, we get a vehicle for Shane McMahon and a vehicle for a guy who's who is only where he is because he can play a guitar. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that sums it all up, doesn't it, really? Yeah. Woman in the Bank money, money, Woman's Money in the Bank ladder match featuring Natalia, Dana Brooke, Naomi, Nikki Cross, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Ember Moon, and Carmella. Um, yeah, how, where are you in regards to the women's Money in the Bank ladder match featuring Natalia, Dana Brooke, Naomi, Nick Cross, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Ember Boone, and Carmella? Um, well, um, they've got some good wrestlers in there, and they've got some pretty crap ones. So it should be a, a, a different dynamic. But don't forget the veteran Natty. She's, she's really good. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's yeah. Yeah. Um, I can see um, Naomi pulling off some kind of big stunt. Um, Amber Moon maybe doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, Dark Horse and the whole thing, probably Mandy Rose. Yeah, and I don't think Carmella can win it again, can she? She she played that up Third too time. much. She's Yeah, she's had that gimmick for too long. Um, too many years in a row, as it were. Um, <laughs> Or too many ladder matches in a row, I suppose, is the better way of putting it. But yeah, so it's. I reckon. I reckon your initial kind of in earlier on, you mentioned um, Nikki Cross um, yeah. climbing the ladder and giving it to Alexa Bliss. Yeah, that is what I did say. Yeah, from the looks yeah. of things, from from what happened in Raw, I have the feeling now that she's in the match, she will end up with the briefcase, and I think she will give it to Alexa Bliss, and then she has that time to recover whilst holding the briefcase. And when she has recovered, she can just cash it in, cash it in, become the champion. Yeah, that's fair. Who would you like to see win this? Um, rather than rather than who do you think will see this? Who would you like to see this? Uh, to see win this? Either Bailey or Naomi. Yeah, that's fair. You've always been a big fan of um, both of them, anyway. Yeah. Um, and that's understandable. Um, yeah. That's understandable. Understand. <laughs> What's your thoughts on Bailey and Naomi? Um, they're the type of women. Um, they're the type of women that I could never fully commit to. Um, if I'm utterly honest. <laughs> and the reason for that is because there was only ever one woman that I could ever fully commit to um, long ago in a time way, way before now. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Um, 
yeah that's that's quite an interesting quite an interesting thing going off there um with Sami Zayn Andrade Ricochet Fimbella Drew McIntyre Randy Orton Ali and of course Baron Corbin um I really don't want to think that Baron Corbin's going to win this he won't because Braun cool. Strowman will make sure of that obviously hmm no, that's fair and also Drew McIntyre um yeah they'll just get beat down by Braun Strowman so they're not ready in this match in my opinion so it's going to be out of Finn mm. Sammy Ali um, Orton Ricochet and Andrade okay yeah no that makes perfect sense to me um, I I uh, who are you calling for for winning this Andrade yeah all right. Yeah, I can see that. I could see Andrade getting that. Um, I, uh, who I think is going to win this? Well, you've got a ring full of people who time has shown WWE has consistently been unwilling to necessarily let step up to that next level. And then right in the corner, you've got Randy Orton. So, do you think he's going to be a slippery snake and RKO his way to the top of the ladder and get the briefcase? I think that looking at that field of competitors, he is the only person that a creative team would be able to take to Vince McMahon and get an immediate yes. Yeah, but with Andrade, Fox specifically asked for him to move back to SmackDown already. They wanted him mm. on SmackDown. So he has that going for him as well, as well as he's better. He's very talented. Um, there's this, there was this thing as well uh, where he asked for a push. Vince McMahon told him to go and learn some English. Um, so he's gone now and he has gone and learned English. Um, he can now cut a promo in English. Um, mm. So maybe he'll get that push he's looking for. Well, yeah, but I mean, when we're talking about people who go out of their way to learn English um, in order to cut a better promo, I mean, Drew McIntyre's been doing really well at his pronunciation recently. Um, I can almost understand what he says. (laughs) (laughs) While we're on the topic, actually, um, of this match, um, this match is one of my... This match is one of my favorite examples of um, really terrible graphic design from the WWE. Um, I mean, I'm not a graphic designer myself, but if you actually look at the card for this match, um, when you see the preview show where the preview shots where they're all kind of stood shoulder to shoulder and that kind of thing, um, if you actually look at the expressions on these faces, they manage to line up everyone's eyes exactly the same level, but they've all got completely different expressions on their faces. Um, you have Andrade on the left, he kind of looks like he's 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 in fact an action figure um, with a very very square head, um, and uh, he, he's got like this really weird expression on his face where it looks like his eyes have been super glued onto his face, and he's actually got his eyelids closed, very much like very much like Jeff Hardy. So he doesn't look human. Ricochet looks like he is an extra in a porn video who's just been invited over to kind of um you know maybe maybe wax the barnacles or whatever um 
on a pirate ship themed erotica piece. Um, Drew McIntyre <laughs> is kind of is kind of confusingly dressed like a cross between Arya Stark and um, a really grumpy, um, a really grumpy guy on the front desk when you go and get your car fixed. Um, you've got Sami Zayn just looks bored to be there. Um, that bold guy, that's Baron Corbin. Um, he's got that which one of you guys farted expression on his face. Randy Orton looks pissed off um, that he's even included in this match just because he has to go to work, of course. Um, Mustafa Ali has this um, has this expression on his face that says this shot is the same shot that was taken for the CWC and we've they've just reused it and Finn Balor is at the front grinning like he's the one who dropped yeah like like he's the Cheshire cat that dropped the fart that Baron Corbin can sniff (laughs) it is terrible (laughs) terrible graphic uh, graphic design Um, WWE whoever's doing this these people do not look human anymore robots speaking of robotic graphic design um the match that i reckon will probably lead out the show um because i can't see two belt becky doing that unless it's with one of her matches um rather than both of them is of course the universal championship match between seth rollins and aj styles um what oh hang on we didn't actually predict who was going to win the men's money in the bank match, did we? Andrade. <laughs> oh, I didn't let my prediction go, which, by the way, is, of course, Bray Wyatt. Oh, I oh, mentioned yes. it earlier yes. in the show. Yes. I mentioned it earlier in the show. I reckon all the lights are going to go off. Bray Wyatt's going to appear in his scary, scary, spooky Slipknot mask, and he is going to, he is going to Sister Abigail everybody who he can see climb up the ladder steal the money in the brand beef bank money in the brank beef case <laughs> <laughs> that's right money in the brank beef case i am putting that on a t-shirt and he is going to he is going to just run away with it michael Gold's gonna act like it's the most unusual thing that's ever fucking happened because he can't even remember james ellsworth and that's gonna be that well, the deja vu all over again. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I... Wouldn't it be funny? Wouldn't it be funny if a woman won the men's Money in the Bank ladder match? Did Nia Jax come back? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that you were going to go there, but yeah, yeah. That would, I just think it would be funny if they did that and see if see wherever any men complained on Twitter. <laughs> Um, right then, final match. Um, the two robots known as Seth Rollins and AJ Styles, at least according to the promo shots, um, will be fighting um, for the... Um, versus AJ Bot. I mean, I, what I really like is the level of intensity on their face. They really do look like it's just another day at work. <laughs> just another day at work. They're just going to... Yeah. Anyway, um, what, how gonna... do you reckon this match will go? They're gonna tear the shit down of this house, of the house of the, the house of the shit. <laughs> the AJ though, yeah. <laughs> wrong show, wrong show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I reckon that they'll probably put on match of the night. Um, I I can't see anything other than that. Uh, I hope they don't, is... they don't produce it too much. I hope they don't script them too much, and I hope they just let them go. Um, because if they do, just let them go. 
you're going to see a probably match of the year for WWE. Um, match of the year outside of an NXT ring for WWE, definitely. Um, I think we could say. Very, very hopeful. Um, very, very hopeful for this one. Um, it could could actually... Complete. Go flat and AJ could low blow Seth Rollins. Yeah. Or vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> you never know, do you? You never know. Um, never know. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's... Um, I think that's pretty much everything, isn't it? In regards yeah. to that piece. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we've we've covered quite a lot today. To we do with, really to do really with the have. biggie or the WWE. Yeah. Um any closing thoughts in regards to this whole malarkey? You're looking forward to doing the post show um over the next few days. Yeah, no, it'll be interesting to um do the fallout and predict what's gonna happen. Uh, in the future of WWE. But... Of course, um, they're usually our most popular shows. People love to listen to what we have to think. <laughs> that sounded really arrogant. Um, people people love to speculate along with us, of course, as well. Um, we get loads of tweets every time we do one. Um, it's just that they're all DMs, so you can't see them. Um, but de- no, that, that definitely happens. Um, so, yeah. Um, I, I'm really looking forward to that show. It's one of my favorite favorite shows is the WWE post shows. Um, another one of my favorite shows, of course, is our podcast, um, which is also available on this podcast network. Um, keep an ear to the ground over the next few weeks. We will um, most likely be having a web presence so that people can actually find us rather than just um, searching randomly for names that are associated with us and probably finding absolutely nothing. And then you never know, we may actually start getting some fans um is there anything else that we need to talk about today jay i think we have covered everything we can cover today rich excellent then i suppose there is nothing else to say other than wherever you go there you are isn't it wherever you are there you are <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't fucking know mate why would i know that you know it's only my slogan Stephanie, <laughs> where you are there you are <laughs> well we can we can talk about it let's take this one offline <laughs>
Shall I wait and 